Words have started wars and they've signed peace treaties. There's tremendous power in words. And I, I, think, I think speech, speech, the ability to speak is one of the ways that we are, humans are made in the likeness of God. See, in, in the beginning, when God, when God created man, he said, Let, let's make man in our image. And what's one of the main differences between us humans and animals? We can speak. That's a big one. We can, we can articulate emotion. I can tell you exactly how I feel in a way that animals can't. You know, animals are like, I'm hungry, but they can't, you know. Jesus said, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So our words carry a lot of weight. Now let's see what Jesus' brother has to say about words. James chapter 3 now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through James here. We're going to read through chapter 3. I'm going to read through once. And then I'm going to kind of read through, pick, take a couple verses at a time, and we're going to try to just really dig in and see what James is saying here. So, starting, starting verse 1, I'll read the whole way through the chapter. James chapter 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison." With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. From where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Now, there's a lot in here 
like I said, we're going to get down. I'm going to read right now verses 1 to 2. I'm just going to go, kind of go through it like that, follow along, and we're going to try to really see what, to dive into what James is saying. Uh, verses 1 and 2, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. Now, verse 1 makes a lot more sense. If, if we do take words and the things that we say as a big deal, he's saying, he's saying that a teacher, someone who speaks more, and he's speaking to more people, his words are impacting more people, um, he says, you'll be judged with greater strictness. Words are a big deal. For we all stumble in many ways. i just like to touch on this, too. We, we do all stumble. We do all stumble with what we say, I think. We, we talk out of jealousy and ill will. Sometimes we th- say things to spite someone. Um, and that's stumbling but then we get back up let's read verse 3 if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us we guide their whole bodies as well let's think about that a little bit he's likening the tongue my speech he's likening to a bit in a horse's mouth. So it's a small member, it's a small part of what's going on here. But what does a bit do in a horse's mouth? It guides it. It it if you will, it sets a course. James is likening our words to that bit. Like what I say sets, lays out a course for, for the future. Um, now, he says it here, if, if I can control my tongue, I can maybe certainly help control my future. I can, in, in some sense, set up my future. I can guide. Um, and think about it. Our words, our words, it's like they travel forward in time. So you say you say something today and it'll be there waiting for you tomorrow. What 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 you sow today you'll reap tomorrow. And especially you say the wrong thing today and it will get you tomorrow. Um and I'll give you an example here. Um, and you can try this. You can try this at home if you don't believe me here. But say something today to your spouse or your friend or someone you're close to and say something that's mean and hurtful and vengeful and meant to prick their character. Say something like that to your spouse and see how your day tomorrow is. Like your your words, 
Your words have an impact, and not only for the people you're talking to, but on you as, as the one who's saying them. It's much better to have a spouse, and when you, you say positive words and they're upbuilding and we're all happy tomorrow, that's much, much better for everyone. Let's read verse 4. Look at the ships also, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Again, there it is. He's likening, likening our words to a rudder, to a rudder and it seems, it seems we can somewhat set a course by what we say. I think it's true. I think the things, the things I say today... They have a direct impact on, on tomorrow and the future. Verses 5 through 8. Um, and these, these are the verses that he's talking here about just the damage that a tongue can do. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep on reading here a bit. Um, through verse 7, yet for every kind of beast and bird, a reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Now, those are some strong words. Listen to what he calls, or what he says, that the damage a tongue can do, the damage our words can do when our words are used at their worst. He calls it a world of unrighteousness, a restless evil, full of deadly poison, and lit with a fire from hell. That's crazy. But our words carry a lot of weight. Verses 9 to 12, With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Now, I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday, but Marcus, Marcus talked about uh, faith and works. And how, and how your, your works are evidence or the proof, proof of your faith. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think our words are the same way. And that's what he's saying here. You can't, you, a, spring water, a spring can't pour forth, you know, both fresh and salt water. Um, and our, our, words, our words, in a sense, give that, give that away. Our words re- reveal what's in my heart. And 
Another word I'd like to look at here in verse 10, he talks of from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't be like that. I mean, we want a lot of blessing, but not so much cursing. And it caught my attention, and I, lo- I looked up, I looked at the Merriam-Webster's definition of cursing, and I found exactly what I wanted. And it had two definitions. I don't have them written down here, so I'm going to paraphrase. But the second one was the use of profanity. Do you know what the first definition even in our modern English here, was of cursing, is to wish harm to another person. To wish ill towards another person. Um, And here's the problem. With it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. It's wishing wishing ill against people who are made in, in God's image. It's... It's hoping others don't succeed. Like, I think it's a real problem for us if we're honest with ourselves. Because I didn't, I didn't like it when I really thought about it. But we, we can do a lot of that. Like, kind of hoping they don't succeed. Verses 13 and 14, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. What I want to look at here is the, the bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. Because I think they're both, I think they're both a, a human condition that that we all have. And it, it's where we tend to like to kind of live our life out of. But these two are actually going going directly at two of God's, I guess, original Ten Commandments. The two ones pertaining to speech. Um, and they are the, the bitter bitter jealousy goes directly against love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and the other one, selfish ambition, goes directly against love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. Selfish ambition is looking out for me with all my heart um, and what I like. Okay, verses 15 and 16. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Now, verse 17 here is what is what we want to shoot for, what we would like our speech to look like. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Doesn't that sound like a fun group of people to be around? People that talk like that. Um, And in, in closing here, verse 18, and the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. 
And there's that sowing and reaping thing again. What, what we sow today, we reap later. Um, and I guess if you're interested, according to verse 18 here, if you're interested in a harvest of righteousness, sow words of peace. Um, that's all I have, Brent. I'll turn it over to you. I hope, hope that's something for you guys to think about. It has been for me because we can tend to just, just kind of talk without, without giving it much thought. So thank you for listening. Your wife gets at odds, and you know in the back of your mind you should.